Ooh, I hear your Holy Spirit. In the spiritual, you're losing ground. Who wants to lose ground in the spiritual? Because if you wait on God, God will bring everything that you need. See, God says, you know, uh, he says, if you commit your ways unto the Lord, he will give you what? The desires of your heart. But the key to it is committing your ways unto the Lord. Most, of, most people, are, when we come down to mankind, we don't want to commit our ways unto the Lord. Amen? Because we like to get outside of the parameter. We, we, thank you, brother. You, you, you being honest. Amen? We, we like to go outside of it, right? You know, we, we, we like to uh, 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 skip and hop, and we like to, you know, run the race for a little while, and then we like to stop and, and go pick the tulips. So, you know, we, you know we, have, we like to get off the path sometimes, right? Amen. Yeah. But, see, but God says if we commit our ways unto him, he said whatever you're desiring in your heart, he said he will bring that to pass. Do you have that? But see, it takes commitment. And today, in today's society, there's very little commitment when it comes down to the will of God. And the reason being is because we don't like to, to disrespect our flesh. Because we, we like to entertain our flesh. Amen. But understand something now. Those riches, those riches that man brings about, it will bring sorrow. But God says in his words that he gives us the power to get wealth and it added no sorrow. So I'd much rather have the riches of God without sorrow than to have the riches of man with sorrow. Amen. Because that's what's, that's what's going to happen. Now, he says, he says, it will choke out the word. Now, let's look at 2 Timothy chapter number 6. 2 Timothy, we're talking about these riches now. 2 Timothy chapter number 6. Second Tim, no, 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter number 6. 1 Timothy chapter number 6. Are we there? 1 Timothy, New Testament, chapter number 6. We're going to begin reading at verse number 9. Follow, follow God's word closely. It says, but they that will be what? Rich. That's what God's word say, right? But they that will be rich. Mm. How many of you folk want to be rich? Now, we, okay, we got these hands up, right? Now, we're going to tell you what God's words say. Amen. Because, well, see, that's that deceitfulness of that heart. We're talking about the matters of the heart. Now, God's word in 1 Timothy chapter number 6 says this. Verse number 9. But they that will be rich fall into what? Temptation and a snare. They that will, will be rich is entrapped into temptation. Y'all catch that? Temptations and a snare. That's entrapment. They that, whose who's report are we going to believe? Ours or God's? Okay? So God's word says this. <laughs> but they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into what? Many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and prediction. I mean, drown men into ruins. They that will be rich, right? 
Is that not what the word say? Fall into temptation, right? Lust, lustful, foolish and, and hurtful lust. And then it says they'll end up in ruins. But watch what God's word says. Verse number 10. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after. In other words, um, I got to make this money. In any kind of way, I, I, I got to make it. Don't matter how I make it, as long as I can get some more of it. Right? You cover, you, you, you greed. That's a greed for money. And then it goes on and says this. This is powerful. They have erred from the faith. So when we get so caught up and want to be rich, God says we have erred in being from, from the faith. And the reason being is because we have lost sight of God. We've lost sight of the promises of God. He said they have erred from the faith and they have pierced themselves through with many sorrow. But look at verse number 11. But thou, O man of God, flee these things. What is he fleeing from? Trying to make, trying to get rich. You know, I used to have a, a school friend say he wanted to get rich quick. We were, we were in, in, in uh, high school, about the 10th grade, and uh, he, he worked with agriculture, and, and, uh, and that was his thing, we thought. You know, he said, but I want to get rich quick. That, that, was his, that was his mindset. Well, later on in life, what he did was thinking that he was going to get rich quick. You talk about that deceitful heart. He ended up uh, uh, using women for prostitution. And, he was, and this is a true story. And he was taking them across state lines. And so when he, when he got caught uh, taking them across state lines, one of the women told on him what, what he was doing. But his goal was to, to get rich quick. And any method, any way you could do it, that's what he wanted to do. But you know what happened? He ended up getting rich quick in jail. Amen. But his mindset, see, that, that's deceitful heart. See, you, you get to be careful when it comes down to your heart because, see, you, the, the Bible says it's deceitful. I mean, it's cunning. It's crafty. He said, who can know it? Only God. And, and, and God showed me something else, and we're going to come back to because I, I want us to see this thing about from error of faith and what we're supposed to be chasing after. But the craftiness of man. I looked at this thing this week, and, and God showed me how Man is in the Bible is compared to a fox. <laughs> he is also compared uh, to a serpent. Now, you get to understand about a serpent. A serpent is very persuasive. We understand that with, with, with Eve. A serpent is very persuasive. It's, it's cunning. It's crafty. But when you look at that fox, Jesus said foxes have holes, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. But when you look at that fox in the natural, see that fox, he's cunning. <laughs> he's crafty. And it says a fox knows how to adapt to its surroundings. So in other words, no matter where the fox is and who's present, it knows how to adapt to it. So in other words, like this for man, if, 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 if we got that fox spirit <laughs> within us, and we do, then if we're in the spirit of doing wrong and we're out there with the wrong people, we learn how to adapt with those people that we're out there knowing they're not doing the right thing. And then sometimes what, what happens with that spirit of the fox, it will learn how to adapt in the church and look like everything is fine, right? 
See, but that, that's that, that spirit. It, 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 it knows how to, to lure. And I'm like, God, this is amazing. This is, this is amazing because if that spirit is in me, that means, you know, I, he knows how to camouflage itself. We know how, oh, I hear you, Holy Spirit. We know how to blend in. You know how you, you go somewhere and you know you're really uncomfortable, but you, you know how to blend in <laughs> to make yourself feel comfortable? Yeah, even though it may not be the right surroundings, but you know how to blend in. See, that's that fox spirit that, that's within mankind. Amen? So it, it's amazing. It, remember we told you in the very beginning, when we're talking about the heart now, it's, it's the inner core of our being. So to, in order to understand the inner core of our being, we have to look outside of ourselves and look at the creation and the creatures God has set forth in the universe, and we will really see what's on the inside of us. We got that fox spirit on the inside of us. Anybody use it to get what you want? Come on, y'all, be real. Be real. Come on, come on now, church folk. Come on, church folk. You know, then I just said we church people know how to blend in. So, we, you know, no, most church people, if you ask them, oh, no, I know. Yes, you have. <laughs> you, you blended in before. Amen. And because it knows how to use uh, of that gifting it has in order to get what it wants. And we've all, we've all been there. Amen. I'm talking about the matters of the heart. Amen. I'm talking about the matters of the heart. Amen. Amen. I, I know some of y'all are so religious that y'all, y'all haven't been there, hadn't done that. But if, if we are truthful, and not allow our hearts to deceive us, then we will be honest because then we will see we still got some devil in us. Amen. We, we still got some craftiness. We still know how to con. Amen. You know, we still know how to maneuver. Amen. Amen. Let, let, can we get real in the house? <laughs> we, 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 we can get real. Amen. <laughs> you know, God, the Holy Ghost knows. Amen. Because, see, the Holy Ghost lives in here too. Amen. But, but that's old fox spirit. You know, it, it knows what to do. It, it knows how to hook up with folk in order to get what you want. Amen. The fat fox spirit knows how to play the game. Yeah, we, we, we know how to play the game, right? To get what we want, right? Amen. Okay. All right. All right. Some of us said we don't, we don't know. Okay. Now, going back to 1 Timothy chapter number 6 now, talking about this, 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 this money and the riches. Now, look at verse number 11. Verse 11 in 1 Timothy chapter number 6 says, But thou, O man of God, it says, flee these things, chasing after riches. Watch what it says. And follow after what? Righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. Did it say follow after money? Did it say chase after money? But what does mankind do? We chase after the dollar. Amen. We chase, we chase the dollar. Why do you think, you know, we're working 50, 60, 70 hours a week? Who, who has all of our time? We're too tired when we get off from work in order to give God any time. And, and we would like to sleep late in the mornings. Amen. Trying to catch up on that sleep and still give God no time. Amen. So what's happening when we chase the dollar, we really are damaging our soul. The, uh, the inner core of our being. We're damaging our soul. Now, let's go to 
the second part, and we're almost done. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Let's go to Proverbs chapter number 23. Proverbs, we're talking about the matters of the heart. The matters of the heart. The matters of the heart. Proverbs chapter number 23, Old Testament, chapter 23, and we are going to begin, read verse number 4. We'll start with verse number 4 because I want to deal with somehow or another the Lord, the Lord wants to deal with this, this money issue. Amen. I, mean, I, I don't know who out there listening or who's present within is, is about to make the wrong decisions. But look what the Bible says. We can only give you what God says, right? Proverbs chapter 23, verse number 4 says, Labor not to be what? Boy, y'all said that weak. <laughs> Labor not to be rich. We have already read in Timothy, we're supposed to be chasing after uh, righteousness, uh, uh, faith, meekness, and patience. But here God tells us, do not, he says, labor not to be rich. Cease from thine own what? So when we're seeking, when we're seeking and we're chasing that dollar, whose wisdom is in operation? Our own. Amen. Because the Bible says, labor not to be rich. That's God's word. You know, we don't like to hear God's word. We don't like to hear the truth of God's word because it goes, against, goes up against the grind. You know, it rubs us like sandpaper. <laughs> Amen. It rubs us. Amen. I can see it through the power of the Holy Spirit. I can see it. It rubs us. But the Bible says, labor not to be rich and cease from our own wisdom. That's man's wisdom. Because God's word has already told us that, that when it comes down to riches, he says, I will supply, thank you, Holy Spirit, I will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. It's, the pathway has already been made. He said, I'm going to supply that. So what you laboring for? If 40 hours not enough, depends on how you handle your money. Amen. So we got to look at it all. Amen. Got to look at it all. And then it goes on to say, and he says, in verse number 5, Will thou set thine eyes upon that which is not? Look at this. For riches certainly make themselves what? Wings. You want to know why that dollar bill leaves your wallet so long, so quick? Because the Bible never gave you the answer. It got wings. It then took a flight. According to the word of God. For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle toward heaven. So you wonder why, I don't, my, why my, wallet still, my wallet is empty and I just got paid on Friday. And come Sunday I don't have no money. Check your heart. What, what, what element deceived us into the point where all of a sudden what we thought we had, we don't have? And oh, I hear the Holy Spirit. And most of mankind have their money spent even before they make it. Amen. It's already gone, right? Check day, it's gone. 
So what we're laboring for? It's a labor not for, 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 for riches. If it's already going to be gone, it's already spent, right? It's not that God has not supplied because his word tells us that he supplies our every need according to his riches and glory. Amen. That's what his word says, right? But somehow that dollar bill takes wings and it flies away. Just like the eagle, it flies high towards, towards the heaven. So does that dollar bill. It disappears. Amen. Anybody broke this morning? Amen. <laughs> You're asking the court. I, I'm looking kind of at the wall, but you know, hey, out there that's viewing, hey, anybody broke this morning and have your dollars taken wings and took a trip? And you wasn't a passenger on the train or the airplane. Amen. <laughs> it's matters, matters of the heart. Now, it says, now look at verse number seven. It says, for as he thinketh, talking about a man, as he thinketh in his heart, the inner core of his being, so is he. Perception. As a man thinketh, or a woman, in his heart, so is he. As he thinketh. Now, let's go, last scripture, to the book of Numbers, Old Testament. The book of Numbers. The book of Numbers, chapter number 13. Go on to the... The book of Numbers, chapter number 13. The book of Numbers. Because here the children of Israel, God has delivered them from the land of bondage, out of the land of Egypt, a place of limitations, and they are on the move. But he wants to show them some things. And like man, man sometimes does not always listen or we do not trust what God says. Amen. Because, see, what God tells us to do sometimes, sometimes it just sounds like it's crazy. Amen. But God knows the answer. Amen. Now, the book of Numbers, chapter number 13, uh, I want to start reading at verse number 24. Now, the, the, the children of Israel uh, have come out of the land of Egypt, and, and God is preparing them to, to be able to reap. And he's sending them to, uh, to Canaan, a, a land that is flowing with milk and honey. All right. Now, the first place that he takes them, and we're going to go a little bit spiritual, a little bit higher. Amen. The first place he takes them in Numbers chapter number 13, verse number 24, it says the place was called the brook Eschol because of the cluster of grapes which the children of Israel cut down from thence. Now, Eschol, that word that means uh, the possibilities, a place of possibilities the first place the first thing God will reveal to us is a place of possibilities whenever he is preparing to take you to the next level in him he reveals the possibility he will take you to a place a place of possibility anything can happen all things are possible with God but it's a place of possibilities. But remember, as a man thinketh, so is he. Now, he sh it tells him about what's present. And verse 25 says, And they return from searching of the land after 40 days. He sends out 12 spies. 
12, the number 12, is the foundational power of God in man. When you count the numbers 12, 1 plus 2 equals 3, it means the resurrected mind. In order to, to enter into the place of possibilities, you have to have a resur resurrected mind. Because everybody don't want to go there. Amen. Because there's fear. And remember now, as a man thinketh in his heart, his inner core of his being, so is he. All right? So here it is now. Now, they're there, and they're at a place where a place of possibilities. Have you ever been at a place where God says, if you do this, there's some great things for you, but you're afraid to take the, the leap of faith? You're afraid of it? Because we don't know what's going to happen. We can't see the outcome. It's a place of uncertainty. So therefore, we don't, we don't enter into that place of possibilities. Now, verse number 27, this is how mankind is. Now, when we get to look at verse number 27, it says, And they told him and said, talking about these 12 spies now, we're talking about uh, the foundational power of God in man. Now, it reveals, and sometimes it will not speak true, Verse 27 says, And they told him and said, We came unto a land whither thou sendest us. God sends us at times to places. And look what they say. And surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Sometimes God will give us a sample of what is coming next. And He'll allow us to see that thing because it's flowing. It's flowing with all good things. It says milk and honey. It's flowing. And, and God will give us a sample. He don't give you the whole bag because, you know, most of us, he gave us a million dollars. We'd blow it in less than a month. Some of us two weeks. Mm -mm. Amen. Because we've already got it mapped out what we're going to buy, right? But, see, he will give us a sample because, see, we're in a right, even right now, we're in a place of possibilities. So we can't be afraid to step out on faith. Now, watch what the, the evil report will do, that, that old corrupt heart. It says, nevertheless, verse number 28 in the book of Numbers, it says, nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in that land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak. Now, that word Anak there in the Hebrew, it means the seat of power. The seat of power. See, we have a seat of power. But we have to be careful because sometimes we are afraid to enter in or go to those places that God has revealed to us because it's a place of many possibilities. First thing they saw was the seat of power. Now, Follow me closely. Follow me closely. Now, verse 29 says, The Amalekites, they dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, and they dwell in the mountains and the Canaanites. Uh, we see all these different things, all these obstacles is what that is. We see all these walls that supposedly that will prohibit us from entering into that place of possibilities, the place of Eschol, the place of possibilities. See, but we, being man, we will begin to look at and give every reason why we can't. Amen. I don't have enough education. I don't have a ride to get there. I can't read. I can't. There's always an excuse. But God said, listen, I've just presented you with a place of possibilities. But you've got to be willing to take the risk. 
And so what happens is, now all of a sudden we, 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 we said, okay, now that's the suit of power. These things, all these, all these ites, they're, they're there against me. So therefore, I can't succeed in what I'm doing. Let me give you another true story. I remember in my time of working, because I'm retired now, uh, that was a job, that was, and I worked at the postal service, and, 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 and they had this position, and in and, and my little mind, because I'm too busy trying to go to Zor instead of going to the mountain. Zor is a small place. <laughs> Most of us like to go to the small place. Now, God tells us to go to the mountain, but we want to go to the small place. Amen. So, so, but so, so then at that point, I, you know, I'm like, okay, I, I can't do this. I, I, you know, I don't have the education. I, I, I'm not, I'm not uh, to the point where I know all about these computers and my technical uh, abilities. It's not that I made all kind of excuses in the world. Well, of course, they had already picked out somebody that they want to have the job. Well, when time to turn in all our applications, you know, I turned mine in and I asked the secretary, I said, well, how many applications have you gotten? She said, nobody but yours yet. Hmm, okay. Well, still in my mind, I'm saying, okay, I, I, I can't do that. I can't do that. But God had showed me a, a dream about Clefo Dollar and how I was, he was showing how to do things and I was making excuses and he was trying to tell me you can succeed at this. See, a lot of times God tells us we can succeed at something and we still want to backtrack and don't want to do it. But what happened was when it came up, and I love my boss even to this day, praise be to God, he, he said at that point, he said, Brenda, they only had one applicant and that was yours, so they're going to have to repost the job. Now, this is where your faith has to come in. See, you have to have three to five applications uh, or applicants applying for a position. So this is where your, your faith has to stand because a lot of times when we get that first knock, we want to back up, right? When we get that first no, we back up. Amen. But I said to my boss, I said, let me tell you something. If that job is for me and God has it for me, all the devils in hell can't take it from me. I'm looking across his desk and I'm talking directly to him through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because you mind me, I'm talking to my boss. And he just told me they're going to have to repost this job that nobody else applied for. But the very person that he had handpicked, uh, God had blocked. Because he hadn't been in the position he was in long enough already. So God blocked that. Because why? It was for me a place of possibilities. I could have I stopped. I could have easily said, okay, I'm not going to apply. But I applied one more time. And when I applied again, my boss didn't tell me I had gotten the job. I hear from someone else out of the Columbia area giving me a call and say, congratulations. Congratulations on what? You got the job. But my boss, all the devils in hell, and he was one of them, if what God had for me, he couldn't stop. He waited late in the evening before he finally told the faculty that I had been promoted <laughs> over everybody. But see, that's where you, you, get to stay. you have to stand. You have to stand in faith. See, here now, you see all those obstacles. It was easy to, to back up. It would be easy to back up. It could be easy to say, well, this, this promotion is not for me. But the Bible says promotion don't come from the east nor from the west, but promotions come from God. See, when we understand as a man thinketh, in his heart, so is he. So if God has it for us, then it's ours. Amen? Amen. 
Now, let's continue. Let's continue. Looking at verse, verse number 30 in the book of Numbers, chapter number 13. Now, verse 30 says, And Caleb still the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Now, the word Caleb there means unyielding or uncompromising, the, the unyielding or uncompromising power in man. In other words, that's that boldness that we have on the inside, that fearlessness, the relentless. You know, we're standing on the rock of faith in God. So, so when it comes down to everybody else can't see the, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. When everybody else can't see the vision, God, God will always have somebody say, yeah, we can do it. Amen. I don't care how many nays you get, there was going to always be a yay somewhere. Amen. And so, so that's that unyielding, that the unyielding, uncompromising power in man that says, yeah, we can do this. We can accomplish this. We can have this and be in that place of possibilities and obtain it. See, if you don't, if you don't believe you can obtain it, you will never get it. Amen. If you can't see it by faith, it will never come to your house. Amen. It will never come. It will never show up there. So, so now the Bible says now, now that, that, that unyielding, uncompromising power that's within every woman and every man of God, it stands. Sometimes you got to, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. You got to stand against the majority. You might be in a minority, but as long as God is on your side, you are the majority. Amen. So a lot of times we're, we're like, okay, the majority. No, no, no. As long as you've got God, you are the majority. Amen. So he, he speaks up now. And then the Bible says in verse number 31, it says, But the men, those naysayers, that went up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Hmm. 32 says, and they brought up an evil land which they searched unto the children of Israel, saying, the land through which we have gone to search it, it is a land that eateth up its inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw, it are men of great stature. In other words, they, are, they were giants. Verse 33 talks about them being giants. And it says, and there we saw giants. Well, what are these giants? These giants in that seat of power that lies on the inside of us is that untrained and undeveloped state of mind of the, of the subconscious. It is the untrained and undeveloped mind that's in our subconscious. Because, see, the subconscious cannot see what's in the realm of the possibilities. And the reason why the subconscious cannot is because the subconscious is a place of, of, of recording, um, or it's a storage place that records everything that takes place. In other words, in our consciousness, if it has not in our conscious mind taken place, then it is not in our subconscious. The only way it can be in our subconscious, it has to already taken place in our conscious mind. And what the subconscious does, it records and it restores and it stores up all the information that we have done in our conscious state. 
That's why when you're asleep and your subconscious is operating, it have you thinking you done done some things you know you hadn't done. Amen. I mean, you, I mean you're in it. Amen. You, you, you are literally in it. And then when you wake up to your conscious mind, you go, I am glad I, that was only a dream or I would just sleep. Amen. Because, see, all it can do is record what you've done in your conscious. So there it is. In your, in your subconscious now, that, that mind is untrained, is undeveloped. So, therefore, that's why it tells you you cannot have the, uh, the possibilities that God has set forth for your life. Now, remember now, as a man thinketh, so is he. Now, watch. Watch verse number 33. And we're done. Verse number 33. Verse number 33 says this. And there we saw the giants. They saw the undeveloped, the untrained. They saw that. It, it, it's, it's like a, a new frontier that nobody ever has, has harvested yet. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's like a crop, and it's, it's like uh, the wild. It's like uh, the trees, you see. When you're, looking at, when you're looking at trees, we get to understand something about a tree, and we have to understand about the seed, which is the word also, that in a seed, there are many possibilities in that seed. When you think about a seed, every time you've got a little tiny seed, on the inside of there, it's a field, it's fruit, it's pencils, it's paper, it's building. It's those pews you're sitting on. All that comes out of that seed. See, you got to, you got to look. You got to look. Even medicine comes out of the seed. See, it comes from that tree. See, we, we got to understand that. So there are many possibilities in it. But if you do not allow it to do what it's supposed to do, get the proper nurturing, the proper water, and the proper trials, amen, then it's not going to produce. It has everything to do with how you think within you. If you think small, you'll get a small crop. But you've got to put some labor to it. Most of us don't like the labor. Now, because, I won't say we're lazy, but anyway. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hey, hey, Verse 33 says, And there we saw the giants, the sons of Ignat, the seed of power, which come out of the giants. And then it says this, And we were in our Whose sight? Own sight. Verse 33, the latter part. And we were in our own sight as what? Grasshoppers. Well, I decided I want to check out the grasshopper. I've learned <laughs> grasshoppers has one direction. It hops forward. It doesn't go backwards. It doesn't go sideways. It doesn't change. It just moves forward. Grasshoppers, in other words, God says, they got tunnel vision. If you're going in the wrong direction, you're going to keep hopping in the wrong direction. See, what happened here, they couldn't see the possibilities that God had for them, even though they had the sample of what God had for them because they had tunnel vision. It's good to go forward if you're going forward in the right direction. But mankind will love to go forward in the wrong direction. One gear, forward, wrong, forward, wrong, forward. One gear, never backing up and retracking, thinking about, okay, maybe I just might have took the wrong turn. 
but I'm still going to go this way because in my own sight, I just see me as a little grasshopper. I'm going to keep going this way. Even though you know that the bridge is out, and when you get there, you still can't cross. And you've been down that road before. Grasshopper, tunnel vision, tunnel vision. That's all they could see. They couldn't see what God had for them, the possibilities. And look at this, and it says this. Uh, it says, and so were we in their sight. Now you, the enemy hadn't seen you. So how do you know that the enemy thinks you are not a threat to him? See, what, what the, the people of God does not know is that that which they carry, which is Christ and the word, is a threat to the kingdom of God. And it's also is a threat to the kingdom of darkness. Excuse me. It's a threat to the kingdom of darkness. Which, that's why I always tell people, I encourage them. I, I can see what God has in the individuals. You are packing something. And, and the reason why Satan likes to keep most people down, because he does not want us to rise up. He always wants us to think small. He always wants to see ourselves as, as I cannot. You know, he always wants us to see that. He always wants us to put somebody else greater than who we are, and God says, listen, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. We have to change the mindset. Oh, they, they better than me. I, I, you know, I, I, I can't do that. See, what we can't see, we think it's a threat. But what's, in, what's seen comes from the invisible. What's seen comes from the invisible. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So how do you see yourself? That's the question. It's a matter of the heart, the inner core of your being. How do you see yourself? Are you afraid of the giants? You remember that song they sung this morning? That second song? They talked about slaying that giant and thinking you'll never arrive. But you got to pick up that stone. That stone is you got to you got to pick up them thoughts. You got to change that mindset. As a man thinketh, so is he. It's a matter of the heart. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. As a man thinketh, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Amen. So is he. As he's powerful.